The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... President Kim Charlson opens the 54th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for August 2015. The 54th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind convened on Sunday, July 5th in Dallas, Texas. After the opening ceremonies, ACB President Kim Charlson delivered her second opening address to the assembly. It's a true honor for me to come before you for my second report as president of the American Council of the Blind. Time just keeps flying by, and I have much to report to you since our conference in Las Vegas last summer. It has continued to be a whirlwind of activity, travel, calls, committee meetings, email, more calls, and decision-making in collaboration with leaders to keep our organization moving forward on so many fronts. Whether you are attending this 54th annual national convention and conference in person or listening from across the nation or around the world on ACB radio, you are all an important part of our dynamic and democratic organization. I want to publicly acknowledge the tremendous support and participation from so many of you at the local, state, and national levels for your affiliates, your committees or task forces, or on issues of personal importance to you. Without your efforts, there would be no American Council of the Blind. ACB has utilized several expert working teams to help craft regulatory comments on WIOA, the Workforce Investment and Opportunity Act, the Department of Justice comments on audio description in movie theaters, Section 508 comments to the Access Board, and the most recent team working on ACB's comments on the FCC National Deaf-Blind Equipment Distribution Program. These groups help Eric Bridges tremendously because one person just can't get all the work done that needs to happen. We can't get it done without all of you. You all have my heartfelt personal thanks. Much of the work of the organization isn't the moment of success with press releases and passage of legislation, but rather the day-to-day -day work developing and supporting our ACB infrastructure to ensure that we have the financial resources to work on our mission. I want to acknowledge ACB's establishment of the annual Giving Society. Earlier this evening, we hosted the first annual Giving Society reception. This year, we had 193 participants of the annual Giving Society who collectively contribute over $201,000 to the American Council of the Blind. 
The annual Giving Society levels include the Leadership Society, the Advocate Society, the Champions Society, and the President's Society for those who donate $5,000 or more annually. Thank you for your gifts to ACB. Other areas where ACB has made progress in support of our work is with planned giving, grant writing, online donations, corporate and foundation grant support, monthly monetary support program, and by the evidence at the exhibit hall, the ever-popular ACB Mini Mall, just to name a few. ACB also established the Legacy Society as part of an effort to be more proactive, honoring and recognizing individuals who have included ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift and that they have communicated those intentions to ACB. This allows us to recognize and honor those individuals while they are still with us, rather than only acknowledging their generosity after they have passed. These initiatives all go far toward making it possible to support ACB's organizational work and advocacy. This work is often referred to as capacity building, and ACB has been very busy constructing a support system this past year. One example of this expanded capacity is due in large part to the generosity of J.P. Morgan Chase, one of our major sponsors for this convention. They supported ACB being able to bring 21 additional members to the 2015 Mid-Year President's Meeting and Legislative Seminar in Washington, D.C. in February. Many of this group were first-timers who would not have been able to participate without this funding support. Due to the grant, 21 additional members were able to advocate in person with ACB's legislative imperatives on Capitol Hill and were able to network and learn from other affiliate leaders and take back best practices to their state or special interest affiliates. J.P. Morgan Chase also supported the production of an information video entitled Blind Abilities. It features four ACB members who are all working, discussing their lives, their goals, and how important advocacy is to each of them. It will be made available on ACB's YouTube channel for anyone to share with their organizations, potential employers, rehab agencies, or other civic groups. Our capacity building continued into the spring of this year. Many of you are aware of Google's presence at our convention over the past four years. We're very appreciative of their support, and this year they have worked with ACB to build and expand our capacity through their active engagement with us in Google for Nonprofits. We've received training in the use of special analytical tools that allow us to track internet traffic to acb.org, as well as the ability to use specific terminology to enhance our website hits with various search engines. 
These are powerful tools that will increase our ability to be more visible online and to become a destination for people or media who Google for blindness-related resources. Last year, ACB launched a pilot volunteer reporting program with 11 committees, which collectively reported a total of 8,534 volunteer hours for the American Council of the Blind. In-kind contribution, that value would be over $192,000 of service to the American Council of the Blind. We'll be expanding that program in 2015 and bringing on other committees and tax forces. This initiative shows funders our commitment to our work and documents the hours of work contributed by our hundreds of faithful volunteers in all capacities. Thank you again for all you do. In early January 2015, ACB announced a structured negotiation settlement with CBS Caremark. This settlement collaboration was with the law office of Lainey Feingold and Linda Dardarian of Goldstein, Borgen, Dardarian, and Ho. CVS Health has started offering talking prescription labels, braille, and large print labels to customers who are blind or visually impaired through its mail service company, Caremark. They are using the accessible label system provided through Envision America's scriptability program. New or existing Caremark customers can order new labels by calling their Caremark call center or Caremark's general customer care toll-free number at 1-800-552-8159. Envision America can be reached at 800-890-1180. The Caremark initiative joins previous work by ACB with CVS Health making accessible prescription labels available from CVS Pharmacy for their prescriptions ordered for home delivery through their online pharmacy, cvs.com. Ensuring that all of our members have access to important information about their prescriptions is a critical component in assisting people to independently manage their healthcare needs on their journey to better health. On the legislative front, ACB was pleased to have Representative Carolyn Maloney, Democrat, New York, and Gus Bilirakis, Republican from Florida, reintroduce H.R. 729, the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act of 2015. This bill seeks to right a wrong that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, has perpetrated for many years through the denial of coverage for low vision devices for Medicare recipients. CMS has elected to very narrowly interpret the regulations so that devices that have one or more lenses are treated the same as ordinary eyeglasses. At the 2015 Legislative Seminar, attendees went up to Capitol Hill to seek additional co-sponsors for this piece of legislation. 
ACB members played a significant role in getting many of the representatives to sign on as co-sponsors of the bill. We still need more co-sponsors, so when you return home, make a pledge to have your affiliate work to get your entire House delegation to sign on as co-sponsors. We presently have 11 co-sponsors. In my report at last year's convention, you may remember I shared audio of a taxicab sting operation conducted by a team of investigative journalists from WUSA Channel 9 in Washington regarding access to taxis by blind individuals using guide dogs. Over the past year, official complaints were filed with the appropriate DC agencies. Mediation was attempted but not successful. In early March 2015, the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs and Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman filed a lawsuit on behalf of Eric Bridges and the American Council of the Blind against four taxicab companies in the District of Columbia for discrimination practices against blind and visually impaired individuals accompanied by guide dogs. The complaint filed in the Superior Court of the District of Columbia alleges that Yellow Cab of D.C., Grand Cab, Elite Cab, and Pleasant Taxi all engaged in discriminatory practices when their drivers failed to pick up Eric, who was hailing a cab with his guide dog, General. This discriminatory treatment is all too common for blind and low-vision passengers who use guide dogs. The incident alleged in the complaint are just a few examples of the systemic discrimination that blind individuals with guide dogs face on a daily basis. Equal access to public transportation and transportation services is a fundamental right under the D.C. Human Rights Act and the Americans with Disabilities Act. The cab company defendants have all contributed to this systemic discrimination and illegal activity by engaging in and allowing their drivers to engage in a pattern and practice of discrimination. This is not acceptable and will not be tolerated. It is truly an honor for ACB to be working with the talented attorneys from the Washington Lawyers Committee on this case. I also want to commend Eric for his leadership and commitment to following this very strong case through to its conclusion. In fact, just a few weeks ago, the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs honored the American Council of the Blind with their organization's 2015 Alfred McKinsey Award named for a former Tuskegee Airman and lead plaintiff in a successful class action suit brought by the Washington Lawyers Committee challenging racial discrimination. The award recognizes the committee's client, in this case ACB, whose dedication and courage have produced civil rights victories of particular significance. 
I need to comment briefly on developments surrounding ACB's efforts regarding accessible currency. We continue to work with Jeffrey Levitke, our pro bono attorney, on the Bureau of Engraving and Printing case. In an article in the Washington Post in late June, the big change to the new $10 bill that no one's talking about, it was confirmed that the new $10 note will be the first bill scheduled for release with tactile features to benefit people who are blind. The widely publicized announcement that a woman would grace the redesigned $10 bill has possibly overshadowed what we believe will be a much more historic change in the way America's money literally feels. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew told reporters that tailoring the $10 bill to the blind was in keeping with the new design's theme of democracy but he didn't really specify exactly how that currency would change. So, we have not received any design details, but our understanding is that the new note is slated to be unveiled in 2020. Thursday morning, we will have an update from Sid Rock, Chief Counsel for the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. So I urge you all to be there to hear the most up-to-date news. The Bureau of Engraving and Printing is also in the exhibit hall as well, continuing to distribute currency readers to those who have not received one as a part of the phase of the Meaningful Access Program. In another case with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs and Sutherland, Aspill, and Brennan, a class action lawsuit was filed on behalf of blind federal contractors and the American Council of the Blind against the General Services Administration, GSA, the federal executive branch agency responsible for administering the government's non-defense contracts. The complaint filed in federal district court in the District of Columbia alleges that GSA has failed to provide a website accessible to blind federal contractors who must register and annual, annually renew their federal contract registration. The complaint names three individual federal contractors and the American Council of the Blind as plaintiffs. GSA is responsible for ensuring that recipients of federal funding comply with the Rehabilitation Act, which prohibits both the federal government and recipients of federal funding from discriminating on the basis of disability, including blindness. GSA requires federal contractors to register and annually renew their registration on a GSA website, sam.gov. The complaint alleges that SAM.gov is incompatible with screen reading software that many blind individuals, including the individual plaintiffs in this case, rely on to navigate the internet. The lawsuit seeks to force GSA to make its website accessible to blind federal contractors. The irony here is that the agency charged with ensuring that others comply with the Rehabilitation Act and make their websites accessible to the blind 
is not itself complying with the law. GSA is effectively telling federal contractors to do as I say, not as I do. Discussion between the parties appears to be moving forward. However, our goal is that SAM.gov become accessible to blind and visually impaired federal contractors, and we won't rest until GSA has made it happen. Now let me shift to television and audio description. ACB continues to dedicate resources to its world-famous audio description project, ably administered by Dr. Joel Snyder and under the oversight from the ACB Audio Description Steering Committee, chaired by Dan Spoon. We continue to develop and grow audio description project website and our Facebook page. If it's about audio description, you'll find it on our website. Please visit www.acb.org slash ADP or friend us on your Facebook. With a more broad focus toward access, we saw a major development from Comcast as they rolled out voice guidance for the X1 platform last fall. Several people from ACB were involved in beta testing of voice guidance, including my household, and I can assure you that it has continued to grow and evolve over the past eight months. You will hear more from Comcast on Wednesday, but I have to say that as a corporation, Comcast has invested fully into accessibility at a level that few other corporations can rival. The leadership provided by Comcast and Thomas Ludkowski is beginning to make an impact on other cable providers to begin their work to develop and deliver accessibility by the required December 2016 regulatory deadline. Beginning last summer in Las Vegas, the Audio Description Institute provided training for several employees of Netflix in the key principles of audio description, matching them with mentors who are blind to more fully help them understand why description makes such a difference in television and movies. ACB has also been working since December with Netflix and disability rights advocates, a disability rights law firm in Berkeley, California, on a wide variety of access concerns with Netflix. But it is no small accomplishment that dozens of television programs from Netflix now have described content. And there are over 75 movies available to customers of Netflix who are blind or visually impaired. ACB continues to make communication a high priority. ACB radio is available on the telephone system at 231-460-1047, where you can listen to the six ACB radio channels, including this convention. You can also listen to the ACB Braille Forum and the ACB E-Forum by calling 
231-460-1061. For those using technology to keep up with information, the ACB Twitter account has gained more than 300 new followers since last convention, many of whom are other entities in the blindness system and in the broader disability community. This increased exposure on Twitter gives ACB much more recognition and visibility in the social media realm. I want to recognize and publicly express my thanks to the Twitter team and the Facebook teams of ACB. ACB's Facebook page is now two years old and it has undergone amazing growth during the past year. Two years ago on July 1st, our Facebook page was born. Last year, I reported that it had grown to over 550 followers. Now, we have over 1,330 followers. <laughs> ACB continues to have a strong commitment to expand its availability of communication channels and to utilize technology to further meet the information needs of our membership. In addition to avenues of communication already discussed, I am very excited to announce the development of an ACB access app for iOS devices and iPhones that will enhance communication with affiliates, connecting users with ACB key publications, ACB radio, ACB reports, and other useful features. The ACB radio management team has taken on the coordination of this project under the capable leadership of Jeff Bishop of Arizona. In fact, thanks to the Arizona Council of the Blind for their initial funding of the development of the app for ACB. We are hopeful that the app will be available in early 2016. In closing, the American Council of the Blind and our thousands of members continue to have much work to do over the next several years, not simply to advance programs and services for blind and visually impaired people, but to preserve what we've worked so hard to obtain during previous decades. ACB proudly represents all blind and visually impaired people regardless of economic status or functional ability. We advocate for the wide spectrum of programs and services for people of all ages and capabilities. Our work is important. It isn't always easy, and at times it can be disappointing. Nonetheless, that is our charge and our mission. When we have victories, they are even more exciting as they are often hard fought. And we should celebrate our successes as important steps in our advocacy. Working together, we can make change happen. And I look forward to working hand in hand with all of you to make sure that our dreams for people who are blind or visually impaired become realities. Thank you so very much, and thank you. God bless the American Council of the Blind. 
That was ACB President Kim Charlson with her opening address to the 54th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind, recorded in Dallas, Texas on July 5th, 2015. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.